so I have a question that follows from that. Uh, each of each of these jurisdictions in question have approached it in their own way. So. Uh, what distinguishes one jurisdiction from another? So, for example, if someone is an entrepreneur or a trader or they want to set up an exchange or, or whatever it may be, why should they choose one jurisdiction over the other? So, for example, in, in Dubai, in the Emirates, sorry, all in, you probably have like 45 free zones. But you know that certain free zones are good for this. If I wanted to set up this type of project, this is the free zone I need to go to. If I want this type of structure, I need to go to the other and, and so on and so forth. Is there any such distinction within the, these Caribbean jurisdictions? Um, I would think not really and I, and I explain why so for example um the, the distinction would come from not necessarily legislative response because the, the laws are broadly identical anyway um Cayman, bvi um the the model eastern caribbean central bank um bill they all have a common um definition of what a digital um what what a virtual asset is being a digital representation of value that can be digitally traded or transfers and can be used for payment or investment purposes but does not include digital representation of fiat currencies or a digital record of a credit against a financial institute of fiat currency so that excludes cbdc's um, so, for example, in the Eastern Caribbean, you have um, Dcash, which is digital cash, which is a digital representation of the Eastern Caribbean dollar. Or in the Bahamas, you have the sand dollar um, and so on and so forth. Um, so, so broadly, they have the same definition. They cover the same things. So virtual asset service provider, VASP, uh, that's a common acronym between the Cayman and the BVI. Um, and it's a VAA, I think, virtual assets um the vap i think in, in the eastern caribbean uh, so it's a they're broadly similar so the differences come in terms of what exactly is the aim of the person who is setting up a virtual asset service provider so for example cayman and bvi you initially brand name value so cayman and bvi have the largest amount of ancillary support services um, in the caribbean offshore world um cayman you have the big six or so big firms that also span Bermuda, um, London, Singapore, Hong Kong, and the BVI themselves. So you have the big law firms um, and the brand name value of Cayman and BVI. But if you're looking to be more off the off, off the books or, I mean, let me not say off the books, <laughs> see that I already said fraud, but off the beaten path, uh, you have the, the, the more, um, I would say, the more gem-like or the more pearl-like um, jurisdictions, St. Vincent, St. Kitts and Nevis, um, that are smaller, um, it, you, you tend to find more traders, you tend to find much more traders in these jurisdictions as opposed to crypto exchange platforms which are bigger and would require naturally something of a more brand name so, uh, so i think that's a, that's a central difference as to the effect of the regulation um what i've noticed is that nevis in particular um nevis has a very high fee i think it's something like fifty-five thousand eastern caribbean dollars for the application fee and like a hundred and something thousand for the license um st vincent has not yet commenced 
um, its application of the virtual assets act. So we don't really know what the the application fees are like. Um, Antigua is roughly the roughly the same. So it's roughly about maybe what's that conversion like? About twenty five thousand. About twenty five thousand US. Um, so less than what's Bitcoin at now? That's like one point five Bitcoins. Uh, for the application fee and maybe uh, maybe roughly about nine bitcoins for for an annual license so you know it, it it's it's not that unmanageable for 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 a successful trader depending on the market being not notwithstanding its volatility um but there are opportunities for for the discerning trader um and of course, consumer protection, what a big aspect of the regulation is about is, is about consumer protection. And you could only get your license under the act if you provide a prospectus, details of dispute resolution mechanisms. Um, and of course, there's also a statutory bond. So in the Eastern Caribbean, there's also a statutory bond. So in the event that the trade or the corporate entity goes bust, there's at least some money um, available um, to go out in a, in a liquidation. Um, so, so, so the state isn't left high and dry, so to speak. So for example, in St. Vincent, that statutory bond is 100,000 um, Eastern Caribbean dollars, which is about 50,000 US. Um, so that's, that's just held in escrow by the state. Um, and you get that back when you wind up your business. So, so there are a range of things um, that the legislation provides for, which I think um, are a useful response um, to the more shady side of, of the crypto asset world. So maybe let's just signpost and say the treatment of crypto assets in the Eastern Caribbean and the broader Caribbean is that, uh, well, it's recognized, um, it's regulated, um, and it's used. And it's a matter of an individual taking um, legal advice, um, which would be tailored to their particular instances to understand the pros and cons for them. So if you're a six, seven, or eight-figure investor, entrepreneur, or business owner who needs a tailor-made solution from a qualified team of professionals, we can help you achieve the international lifestyle, the freedom, and even the tax savings you're looking for. Visit us at htj.tax and live that international life.